Hello and welcome to another Octal FM soundbite. I'm Jelana. And I'm Sefran. And uh, following on from the previous soundbite, where we talked about the Death Stranding experience, you were sufficiently hyped up enough that uh, it, uh, you purchased it and you've been, you've been playing it, right? Mm-hmm. So from the Death Stranding experience to my experience with Death Stranding. <laughs> to Sefran's Death Stranding experience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the event must have done its job because it got me significantly hyped enough to buy it on the day of release. Um, mm-hmm. Like I was already going to buy it at some point, but I was like, oh yeah, it's a fine thing. It's coming out. I, mm-hmm. I'll pick it up. And then when I knew it was coming up, I was like, oh, why don't you pick that up? And then I went to the thing. I was like, okay, I need to pick this game up. <laughs> Which is weird because like the actual experience that we talked about last soundbite didn't really do anything for that at all because it was such a non-entity mm. but i think just the whole being in the queue and watching the trailers when we were in the queue and talking about it you're and, invested and aren't you you know you've like yeah. spent that time queuing and you're like well of course i'm going to pick the game up now like <laughs> well, that's what tony said as well she was like yeah. i didn't really have any interest in it but now i'm kind of interested like yeah. this looks interesting so but i've i spent about 20 plus 25 hours i think now in the game that is a lot um, <laughs> yeah it's, it's been out less than a week and so i've managed to invest a decent amount of chunk of time in it already i'm nowhere near finished from what i can gather because i have been messing about doing a lot of side quests and lots of exploration and stuff like that so it, it very much feels like it's going to be one of those sort of Kojima games where hmm. if you want to finish it quickly, you probably could really race through it. Like famously, like you could finish Metal Gear Solid 1 on PlayStation 1 in like two hours. In fact, like to get the top like rating, top ranking sort of thing at the end of the game, you had to finish the game in like less than two hours, 10 minutes or something. Right. But if you like watched all the cutscenes and you took your time with things, you know, like you, it would typically take you like anywhere from 10 to 15 hours. Mm-hmm. So... Like, I think this is going to be the very similar idea that if you want to speedrun it, you can, but there's also a lot to distract you at the same time. Right. Okay. And, you know, I mean, it's had quite mixed reviews. Uh, I think it's been generally positively received. Hmm. It feels like that has been because the nature of the fact that it is a Kojima game, you know, they it does tend to be, it's quite a like polarizing kind hmm. of game in the sense of like both gameplay and also story i guess and sort of structure and things like that how how have you found it so i think it's never going to have received universally high praise Mm. because the game is very quirky as a game so if you ignore the story ignore the presentation ignore like the fact that it's made by kojima Mm. as a game it's like there's a very strange gameplay loop to it. So as I was talking to you, it's pretty much just fetch quest the game, really. Right. <laughs> like the idea is you are a, like a porter, a delivery guy, hmm. and you take things from like place to place and you go and pick things up. That's pretty much the primary gameplay loop there is you go to somewhere, you get some stuff, you bring it back. Hmm. But the way that it makes things kind of interesting and challenging is that it takes that and adds in lots of other elements to that. Like, how do you get there? What route do you take? Do you hmm. have to worry about the terrain or the weather or how much cargo you're carrying or some enemies that are going to be in the area that sort of thing very kind of like simulation style right which i think was sort of quite a bit of the hype of the game as well was Mm. that it was going to be quite detailed in its mechanics and it sounds like that is the case like in the sense that yeah you you like it's realistic in the way that you're walking and the way that you're Mm. carrying stuff or like mostly realistic anyway yeah as, as close as it probably could be 
without making it just really cumbersome and unfun to play. Like, yeah. That's always a hard balance to strike, I imagine. Mm. But like you do have to worry about how your cargo on your back is positioned. So like if you've got like a load of cases at the bottom that only weigh like a kilogram each, and then you've got like a 30 kilogram like big gas tank on top of all that, you're going to be wobbling all over the place because it's like really top heavy. But mm. then if you do place that 30 kilogram one like directly behind your back and then all the lighter ones just kind of strapped on top of it, you could have a much easier time of mm. like moving around. Mm. And again, like realistically, could a real human being carry all that weight and still move perfectly <laughs> fine through this like rough Icelandic style terrain? Absolutely not. But mm. It still adds that quote-unquote realistic feel to things where yeah. it's more of a simulation effect rather than it being a gamey effect. I guess my my a question there, actually, is that do you feel like those mechanics add to the gameplay or do you feel like they're, as a, to use a classic Octal FM term, are they just busy work? Mm. I think eventually they probably will become busy work. But one of the things that I've sort of already found and spoilers for death stranding obviously is that i am sort of in like the second game zone as it were the, okay. the way they seem to broken up is like there's like smaller free roam maps within the game when you kind of move between those like different locations if that makes sense so yep. it's not all one like giant map right okay yeah and i'm in like the second area and at first like you do have to concern yourself with that like you have to worry about like there's a load of enemies around that want to steal your cargo from you and there's like a lot of like boggy terrain which is kind of hard to move through and saps your stamina more and like at first it's really interesting and challenging like how do i get through this what's the best way but eventually you've got like more and more deliveries you need to make between these places like oh this is so frustrating like this is getting really slow now but then at that point you have the ability to say unlock the ability to build up roads which right. like basically remove that problem so you just mm. walk along the roads and then you have access to vehicles which also have like a really useful ability to carry more stuff and go much faster and mm. so i think it's i think it's done intentionally in that as soon as you're going to start getting frustrated with those style of mechanics in an area that you're in it kind of removes them and makes mm. it like more of a typical game in that you can kind of go from a to b really okay. quick well that sounds pretty good like it sounds like the they've got the pacing just on one side of slow or mm. just on the one side of frustrating which actually if anything i kind of prefer because it makes the reveal more rewarding i always think about like world of warcraft mounts right mm. where it's like the change in when you get a mount in wow like in classic wow it was like quite far on the side of frustrating mm. before you got a mount and then they've slowly moved it back and now it's I think over the wrong side of the line it's just like get a mount too easy yeah it's rewarding. now too easy to get a mount um and it sounds like death stranding is sort of on what i would consider the correct side of that the other thing as well is that if you are doing what i said like speed running through and kind mm. of ignoring most of the side content you're never going to get bored of like the traversal challenge because you're always going to be moving to new areas right you're not retreading the same ground over and over so every time is a different challenge but when you're doing sort of what I'm doing, you're going between the same like four or five outposts over and over and over again because you're just, you know, completing everything. It would get boring and it would get frustrating. And mm. then, but they remove that with, like I say, with the ability to kind of make things simpler for yourself. Mm. Okay, interesting. Which I think is a, it's a clever way of, of making the, the game feel heavy, but not cumbersome. Yeah, and also I guess keeps the, the pace a little bit fluid like it's like you can move to the next like if you're doing loads of side quests then it's like well you're you're accepting that there's a level of 
of repetitiveness yeah, through doing that, it. which yeah. you can choose not to do kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's in the sense of you can skip some of those side quests and move on. I'm trying to think that reminds me of another game as well, where that was the case where it's like, you can get bored doing side quests if you want, but also if you just plow through it, then you can plow through it kind of thing. There's not really a penalty for not doing it either, mm. but there is rewards for doing it. Okay, so yeah. they're mostly like, kind of cosmetic rewards or mm. the rewards of the ability to do those same things a little easier as well so you get that kind of positive feedback loop of like do the thing so you can do the thing easier right but you're not penalized for say going right well, i'm going on the next sort of like critical mission uh assignment sort of thing mm. yeah. uh, which i think is a good choice because i think some people don't want that some people play this game because of hideo kojima and it's his story that he wants to tell and his themes that he wants to tell you know yeah one mm. of the things that I've uh, noticed as well is how, because I only played it a little bit, but especially by comparison to you, is how much similarity there is between this and Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, okay, yeah. Because it's the same engine. Of um, course, yeah, yeah. We talked about this, right? Yeah, and you can tell, like, the way Sam, the main character, moves is quite reminiscent to Aloy, mm. but so much heavier. Like, mm-hmm. like there's, like, gravity's been turned up, like, like three times. Right. <laughs> so, like, how she could sort of, like, you know, bound about and, like, run between trees mm. and everything, he can kind of, like, sort of half hop between a rock or, like, kind of right. stumble up, like, a cliff or something. But it makes everything feel a lot more impactful, which is obviously the whole point. Yeah. So, is re- I think the engine choice is very clever and... Mm. And on that as well, I haven't got much time to go into it, and I'll go into that more depth when we do maybe a proper review of the game or something, but the game is amazingly well optimised. Like, going from what we were talking about a few episodes ago with uh, Borderlands 3 on PlayStation <laughs> oh, yeah. being an utter <laughs> disgrace, this is the opposite. So I'm right. playing it on base PS4, not the Pro model, and it runs butter smooth all the time. Like, I, I don't think I've noticed a single frame drop. Mm, and wow. It's definitely using it's even better like, than Horizon. <laughs> probably is actually. Yeah. yeah, Horizon had had um, frame rate drops for sure. And it's not using like very far draw distance. Like there's a lot of fog. Okay. Um, like you you can tell that if you were playing this on a pro, you could probably see further. Right. But yeah, yeah. when you're mostly looking at the ground in front of your feet because you don't want <laughs> yeah. to trip over, it doesn't matter as much. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and the way it makes it like it feels very atmospheric because the whole game is all about sort of like you know this brooding weather system as well. It's right. always like hanging over you, and it kind of just works. And hmm. like never once bothered me. And the game looks absolutely fantastic, and it plays butter smooth. And hmm. yeah, it. I can't fault it considering how dated the PS4 base tech is now. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that it sounds like the engine, you know, has, has worked well and is a good choice. I almost feel attached to the engine because I'm mm. so attached to Horizon that I'm like, oh, good, good on, good on the Horizon engine. Yeah, for doing it's, a good it's job. absolutely fantastic. Like it, it works very well. There's, there's not really all that much I can complain about the like the controls and the way it, it plays and everything. Uh, but we can go into that in another episode. Mm. Um, nice. But yeah, like as a first impressions of the game, like it's absolutely fantastic. If you aren't into a slower pace of game and you just want something a little bit cleaner, a little bit more gamey, then it's probably not for you. But mm. if you want something that's kind of like a, uh, a a bit of an interesting, weird gameplay style, a bit slower, a bit more thoughtful, and if you don't mind sort of all the pseudo-science mumbo-jumbo Kojima-style <laughs> storytelling, then it's definitely worth picking up and I would recommend nice. picking it up at full price. That's a pretty that's a pretty good recommendation. Oxal mm. FM first impressions recommendation from you. Yeah. Nice. Well, uh, look forward to 
you know, maybe we'll do a full episode um, on Death Stranding or maybe in the context of, um, you know, Kojima games as a whole and stuff like that. Um, and uh, in the meantime, I've been Gelada. And I've been Sefran. And catch us again for another Octal FM soundbite very soon. <laughs>